Rusty Quill presents. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey guys, welcome to episode 66 Somehow season 6 is already halfway over. There'll be an intermission next week. Quick plugs. I'm still streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash woebegonepod. This past Sunday, we wrote the soundtrack for this episode together there. The music is up on Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube. Just search for Woebegon and click the artist, not the podcast. If you want to buy those soundtracks, Soundtrack 3 just came out at woebegonepod.bandcamp.com for $5 or as part of your $5 Patreon perk. And if you want to support me on Patreon, you can do that at patreon.com slash woe underscore begone. And you know the drill at this point. We evolve beyond the person that we were a minute before. Little by little, we advance with each turn. That's how a drill works. But how the Patreon works is you get early access to episodes, instrumentals, soundtrack albums, Q&As, directors, commentaries, and more. Part of and more is if you're one of the 10 newest patrons, I get on here and I say special thanks to my 10 newest patrons. Cat Fangs, Julie Maybe, Casey Couch, Seth M, Leisha Fools, TAT, Colin Stahl, Milagro Padilla, Ty Galizro, and Crispy Cream for supporting the show. And thanks to Horse Dimension, who changed their Patreon name based on an in-joke from the Twitch stream, but was right outside of the 10 newest patrons this week. Remember to believe in the me that believes in you, and enjoy the show. Okay, bud. Hey, hey, look. You're gonna be on your best behavior in there, right? No knocking shit over with your tail. My partner in crime has been saying we should get a puppy for a while now. The problem is, we can't have a puppy. You can't go telling your dad this, but we're time-traveling assassins, sort of. So we can't have a dog. It'd be dangerous. And another thing you can't go telling Boris is that we fattened you up today, all right? I promised him we'd go easy on the treats, but I promise you we won't. Deal? You're gonna make that some bitch's day, Bruno. He don't know where I went off to this morning. Did I leave the oven on? 
Whatever. After you, Bruno. I brought someone thought could boost our morale. Mike, Mikey, say hi to Bruno. Boris, let us borrow him for the day. Wait. You guys cooking? Yeah, I saw you left the apartment this morning, so I figured that you didn't sleep at all, so I thought I'd make breakfast. Oh my god, puppy. Uh, puppy, I'll bet you in just a second. My hands are full. Uh, Mikey, can you take over on the stove? Uh, sure, Mike. Remind me who Boris is. Uh, Boris is the landlord. Hi, puppy. You're so sweet. It's a good boy. It's a good boy. Michael, what'd you say his name was? Bruno. Hi, Bruno. Such a good boy. Yes, such a good boy. Such a good boy. When did Boris get a dog? Uh, about a month ago. One of his buddies had some puppies that had nowhere to go, so Boris got Bruno. There were puppies that needed a home, and you knew, and you didn't tell Boris that we wanted one? We don't want one. But Bruno's ours for the day. Boris is running some errands, and I told him that things were getting tough in the apartment. I didn't even suggest taking Bruno. He did. Well, that was nice of him. Sit. Bruno, can you sit? No? Sit? No? Bruno. Sedit. Harosh. Harosh, Bruno. Hey, Mike. Look in the fridge and grab a couple baby carrots. He loves those things. Uh, sure thing. Bruno. Come here. Sedit. <laughs> Good boy. Hey, it worked. Hey, guys. Uh, breakfast is done. Go wash up. I slaved over a hot skillet for 45 seconds, you know. We're gonna talk shop at breakfast, so get ready. Michael, you make it sound like I'm not going to like what you're going to say. You don't know the half of it, partner. <laughs> so that's why he brought you a dog. He thinks you're gonna need a comfort animal. And here I was, thinking that the old man had finally gone soft on us. Nothing like that, I assure you. You need me battle-hardened and ready, Pilgrim. That is, if we're gonna fix Mikey's fuck-up and kill Hunter Jeremiah Hartley. <laughs> All we're doing is killing Hunter? That's not that bad. I mean, is it? We've killed Hunter for less in the past. I don't think it's that bad, no. Not after all this. Eleven people and three hamsters. You didn't make him the villain, Mikey. Whatever you did didn't make him do that to Chance and Shadow. Or Charlie. Thanks for saying that, Michael. I know that, but I still wonder sometimes. I see those eyes, Bruno. No, no, no bacon. Bruno, sedit. Ugh. Okay. Now that I've got you all here and we've got our food, we can get down to business. The first order is for me to come clean. I don't want to make a big deal out of this. I want to say it and then I want to move on. We have more pressing matters to think about, but long story short, I trust Mikey now. And I have proof that he's not the Mikey that found us in Alaska. What, what proof could you possibly have? I shot and killed Alaska Mikey this morning. If they were connected, then Mikey wouldn't still be Michael, here. Michael, I think it's Mike, highly uh, unlikely Michael. that that hey, Mikey serious? made it free, he got back to the compound, and then ran out to trick us. What the He'd fuck? He'd still be connected. He you were willing banished. to kill That's me? What if that went, Mikey was completely innocent? You, went and you don't even know what was going on with him. Course, we, How am I supposed to feel up? safe staying in your house? What if old Mike asshole would talk about Michael? Quit yelling over each other. You're scaring Bruno. I'm sorry, Bruno. Sedit. Good dog. I'm sorry, Bruno. I'm sorry, puppy. It's just that one of us is a murderer. I stand corrected, Mike. He didn't bring the dog to comfort you. He brought the dog so that we can't yell at him without upsetting Bruno. 
If it's any consolation, I miscalculated. I'd take you lot yelling over Mike's baby voice he keeps doing for the dog. Bruno, sit that. See, he responds to authority. Wish you would. You... Jesus, Michael. You... You murdered Mikey. We can't just brush past this. This ain't up for debate, Pilgrim. I told you to because I respect you enough to think that you need to know. But I'm not going to be criticized in my own house for doing the right thing. You'll see. When Edgar comes back, you'll see. What's that supposed to mean? So... Are you going to kill me the minute that you get it in your stupid little cowboy head that you should be scared of me? Try and make me scared of you, pissant. Okay, time to de-escalate before the guns come out. Michael, I disapprove, to put it lightly, but we have to calm down. And I know that bringing this up now is a strategy that you're using to manipulate us, but hey, it worked. We have important work to do. We can't spend time on this. Time to cut our losses. Mike, will you de-escalate with us? <sighs> we really do have to talk about what's in front of us. Fuck you, Michael. That's that's low. There's a ticking clock that expires if we don't figure out exactly what we're planning to do by 10 p.m. tomorrow. And what happens at 10 p.m. tomorrow? Mike's plan goes into motion. Uh, Mike, maybe stop talking to the dog long enough to explain. <sighs> Mikey. The first place that we went after getting the calculator back in Alaska was to Matt's house. We told him everything. We came all the way clean. It's not like when we drove to his house and barely told him anything. Woebegone, the challenges, what we did to him, over, Latvia, everything, everything. It took all evening. He deserved to know. And I know that you were going to tell him eventually. I remember doing that. But with base gone, everything's different than how I remember it. So we told him. It went easier than it had back then. Having the two of us there made it hard to ignore the reality of time travel. Well, thanks for telling Matt, I guess, but what does that have to do with saving Base? Well, we told him about Base, obviously. That everyone from Base was dead, even Anne. And my boyfriend from a life that Matt never knew. The one who eventually got married to Michael. Matt was in the wedding party. And you too, Mikey. With what happened in Alaska, we didn't have a clue what was going on with you. We knew that you were gone from over, and the one Mikey we knew about wasn't trustworthy anymore. We told him we were coming up with a plan to correct as much of it as possible, like we had done with him. It might not work, and it might not put everything back to normal, but we have to try it, no matter how dangerous it is, no matter how likely it is to backfire on us. Bruno, good boy. Good boy, yeah, you're such a good boy. We're gonna go on such a good walk. I can say walk, right? Because Boris doesn't talk to him in English. Good boy. The way things are now is unacceptable. Current interactions with puppy dogs notwithstanding. We asked Matt, hat in hands, for help. No one else alive that can help us. Metaphorical hat in hands. I lost my hat in the water. The plan I offered to Matt was this. Tomorrow night at 10 p.m., that's noon his time, we're going to lock in exactly what we plan to do. Then we're going to send ourselves in time to our destination, and we're going to send the calculator to Matt, set to arrive at a simultaneous time. We will be setting a return time for two hours later, which will almost definitely break sleep cycle continuity, but whatever. If we don't check in with Matt by midnight our time, he has been instructed to arrive here at 10pm and correct us. And that's assuming that he don't chicken out. Okay, but how can you send the calculator all by itself? And also, why would you want to? Just send one of you guys. 
I've practiced. You can send just the calculator if you poke it with a stick instead of holding it, but you might also send the stick with it. Or you might only send the stick. It takes some fiddling. That's true, but we don't have to send the calculator with the calculator in all likelihood, because we'll be traveling to a time in which calculators are not the only tool. And we can't trust the connectivity between us. We could do something that makes one or all of us disappear, and then the mission's fucked. We just don't understand things well enough. Matt's fully disconnected, so he doesn't have to worry about any of that. Sorry to interrupt again, but I think I'm getting the picture, but what did you mean earlier when you said lock in? You made it sound like it matters that we decide on a plan? That's what Edgar says. Yeah, so Edgar called these decision matrices. We don't fully know all of the components of what makes two events connected or what allows time travel to happen via the calculators. We do know that there is a paradox that has to be solved for these devices to work at all. Imagine two scenarios. In the first one, you go back in time to correct something, but since you corrected it, then it becomes fine in the present and you don't have to correct it anymore, which means that you didn't fix it in the past, which means that you do need to go back in time and correct it, and so on in an infinite loop, the problem being solved and unsolved over and over again. Okay, now we're sounding familiar. You told me about that when you barged into base the day that we fucked up the tire thing. Maybe try and remember it this time, it's sort of important. I don't remember that day very well, so I'll take your word for it. In the other scenario, you go back in time a short amount, like we do to create extra iterations. A second passes and you hit the time when you use the calculator. Everything else being the same, you should hit the button to travel back in time again, in an infinite one second loop because that's what happened to you in that time. But you don't do that. The calculator somehow gets around these paradoxical results. Edgar thought that it might have something to do with the intentionality of actions. That same day we decided not to pop the tire, you said something about Anne's intentions. Intention is action in the form of neurons firing. It's a real physical process with physical neurons actually sending electricity. So it would be natural for intentionality to have similar interaction with the technology as action does. Admittedly, you have just lost me. He's lost himself, Mikey. He's just repeating what Edgar told him. The bottom line is, if we make damn sure what we plan to do, and we carry it out to the letter, it has a better chance of working and of having connectivity with us. Intentionality is just boneless action. It's cause and effect, like all the other causes and effects that we're tampering with. I'm not going to pretend that I totally get it, but I guess that I get that we have to do it this way. Uh, one last question, and then we can start planning. Shoot. Can I pet the fucking dog? I don't mean to be like this, but you two have been hogging Bruno this whole time, and... It's been a long time since anyone or anything has shown me affection, and my brain is fried from thinking about itself too hard. Oh, sure, Mikey. Bruno, go to Mikey. Over there, go to Mikey. Mikey. Mikey, just switch chairs with me. Better yet, let's go on that walk you proposed. We can talk plans there. There's a park a few blocks from here. Mikey, you're in charge of the leash. Needed to walk him anyway. I don't want some mangy cur pissing on my floors. Oh, you know you love him. Doesn't he, Bruno? Whatever you say, Pilgrim. Let's go. Go get it, Bruno. Go get the ball. Good boy. Good boy, puppy. Good boy. Listen up, Mike. We're talking. Yeah, and I'm listening. Are you sure that it's okay to talk about this stuff out in the open? We're fine. Our enemies have much more sophisticated ways of spying on us if they wanted to. Hell, I even got a shirt on this time, so we look less suspicious. That ain't always the case. Though the deerskin jacket, the cowboy boots, the hat, and the pipe sort of bring us right back around to suspicious again. We did need to walk him and get dog food anyway, so I guess we can talk. 
Bruno, you want treat? Treat? Michael, what's his word for treat? Beats me. Probably something in Ukrainian. Whatever. You want to talk? Let's talk. The plan is Hunter, right? So when's the best time? When we did Thibodeau 2? We could get him right before he knocked me out of the cart. We show up and just turn the tables on him. No, there's too much in motion at that point to just kill Punished right before he gives the orders. Could have a failsafe. If they don't hear from Punished, assume the worst, burn it all down. Could be that someone already meddled and did that and we don't know it. Could be how we got here. Hell, could be us that did that and we don't remember. And we don't know where any other hunters were that night. Okay, so not Thibodeau 2. When then? How about the first night that we ever broke into Tier 2? The night that we stole the code from Edgar? Hmm, well, we do remember the night and what happened, and we remember the door code. Couldn't forget that. 5163845. Yep, we got it. And we know where all three hunters were that night. The first time that we ever knew that there were three hunters, actually. Yeah, I hadn't met Punished Hunter yet, and Mystery Hunter was pretending to be Innocent Hunter. The problem is the whole can of worms. Plenty has happened since then. Counterpoint, we've already got a can of worms open, Michael. This is just a different can of worms. Maybe Edgar and Anne and Marissa are still wriggling around in the can that we haven't opened yet? Not super fond of this metaphor. Up, oh, Bruno's taking a shit. We didn't get doggy bags at the pet store. Great. I got you covered. Grab the plastic bag on the way out the door. That was a test, Mike. If you were responsible enough to own a dog, you would have thought of that yourself. Now, you'll excuse me. I gotta go find a trash can. Whatever, I would have figured something out. Hey, Mikey, come here a second. Lock the door tonight, okay? The door to Michael's room. I don't think he's going to hurt you, but I didn't think that he was going to kill Alaska Mike either. You're scaring me. If you lock the door, he'll have to make noise to get in your room. Even with the calculator, he'll land with a thud and wake both of us up. Him killing Alaska Mike shook me more than I've been letting on. Just keep your guard up. Bruno! Good boy. Your paws are so big. You're going to be such a big dog when you grow up. Good boy. See the ball? See the ball? Fetch! Fetch, Bruno. You're going to have to bring it back to me if we're going to fetch. what I miss? Bruno isn't very good at fetch. Ah, he'll learn. If you want the ball thrown, you got to bring it back. Yeah, that's what Mike's explaining to him right now. Hey, Mike. Michael's back. Hey, Michael. Are you out of breath from playing with the dog? Shut up. Bruno don't look out of breath, though. Okay, so the night that we first snuck into Tier 2. Too early. Everything's too tangled up since then. Think about it. Everything else is too late. He needs to be gone before we panic and kill him inside of Tier 2. Or had any of the other confrontations that we had with him, like the night with Edgar where we had to send him to Mesa, Arizona. Any of those times that made him wary of us and more entrenched in what he was doing. Any time where there could have been another iteration made or a connectivity broken. I think that before the night we killed him is key. When he confronted me during Thibodeau 2, he mentioned how pitiful it was that I thought that I could get away with killing him inside of Tier 2 that night. Security program was still running the night that Mike is suggesting. We hide the bodies, don't even gotta move them by hand. Get them out of over. Then use the security program to get back to call off the correction, too. Mission complete. They go missing instead of being found dead. They're rogue agents. One of them was even playing Wolvagon. No surprise if they go missing. Mike, I swear if you don't throw that ball for him, you and Bruno are going missing too. Bruno, ball, ball. Go get it, Bruno. 
That still leaves the question that Michael brought up. So what about every other interaction we've ever had with Hunter? With anyone, really. Anyone that's also had interactions with Hunter. Well, when you do a connectivity strike, you have to list everything out. And I mean everything. Every conversation, every lunch, every time someone's talked to you about him, every time they've helped you, anything that Michael, propagates. a connectivity strike? What the hell is a connectivity strike? Michael, have you done this before? Michael, if we've done something like this before, I don't remember it, and I don't like that I don't remember it. Is this safe? It's safe, as in we have someone to issue a correction. Who can do that is not always as obvious as it is this time with Matt. We're looking pretty good comparatively, and I'm proof that we didn't all get wiped out those other times. I feel like we're circling back around to picking the latest time possible. This is the latest time possible, that's my argument. Too many gears get a chance to turn if we wait. Then we do the plan, or we don't do the plan. There are two options. Do we have to decide right now in the park? Yes! yes. Since when are you on his side? This was your idea. But Michael's got me nervous talking about connectivity strikes. How do we even know that all three are connected? Well, that's the point of a connectivity strike. Get as many of them off the board as possible and, and hope that's And enough. how do I trust the guy that murdered one of us this morning to do the right thing once we get there? Mike, I know that you are not screaming about murder in the park. Get your fucking hands off of me. Murderer. Get over yourself. Stop fighting. You're scaring Bruno and probably attracting the police. Besides, I know the tone of this fight. I've had it. It's the fight that we have when we know what we have to do, but we think that we can just deflect away for a little bit and it'll make us feel better, but it won't. It will leave us dithering, unprepared, and afraid, which three adjectives that tend to describe a Mike Walters moments before his impending death, and there's a reason for that. So what is it? Are we going to do this, or are we going to do something else, or are we going to sit around and accept this reality where everyone we know and love is dead? Edgar is dead. Edgar's dead. Edgar's dead. We can't tear ourselves apart as long as we're alive and Edgar's dead. No, we can't. It's okay, puppy. It's okay. I'm okay. Thank you. Thank you. Give good hugs. And now, because there is nothing else that we can do that seems as though we could come close to saving everyone, we are going to kill all three Hunters Jeremiah Hartley before they can kill Edgar. The rest of the consequences be damned. <sighs> I think we're all on the same page now, and all I had to do was bring up our dead boyfriend. Now who's the manipulator? And Michael and I did survive the last suicide mission that we went on. I'd say that we have a pretty good track record. Not perfect, but pretty good. Agreed. We strike tomorrow. Isn't that right, Bruno? We strike tomorrow. Good boy. Good boy. I knew you liked the dog. You can't fool me. I bought him a whole chicken just for him before we take him back to Boris. We're still not getting a puppy, though.
Howdy, Michael here. Y'all been whining that you want Mike to get a dog for weeks now, but admit it, this whole episode, y'all are scared that Bruno was going to get hurt. Y'all heard what I did last episode and you thought that I might hurt Bruno. First of all, how dare you? And second of all, this is exactly why we can't have a dog. Hope that makes it clear for you. Y'all take care now. This has been a Cowboy Time Travel Public Service Announcement. Yee. Ha.